This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Sherry Hess, Chief Nursing Informatics Officer at Banner Health based in Phoenix. Sherry, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Now, I know we'll have a lot to talk about in terms of some of the different trends you're seeing in healthcare and how your teams are changing in the coming year or so. But before we dive into that uh, discussion, could you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Sure. So as you said, I'm the Chief Nursing Informatics Officer here at Banner. I've been a registered nurse since the 80s and moved into healthcare IT after I received my master's in information systems in 2000. My background is is quite diverse after I made that switch from being a, a NICU nurse to IT nurse. And I started initially with McKesson. And after about eight years there, working in multiple different roles from interface support to leading a team of nurses, providers, analysts on developing the electronic health record, I came back on the healthcare delivery side. And over the last 13 years, I've held multiple roles, leading teams on whether that's implementation of technology support of clinical applications to developing and creating informatics teams that um, spent many years in the Denver metro area. And then the last four years, I moved down here to Phoenix to work for Banner. I'm also an adjunct professor at the University of Denver, and I've held multiple board roles at HIMSS. And currently, I'm the president-elect of the American Nursing Informatics Association in Arizona. Well, fantastic. No, we have a, a great wealth of knowledge uh, on the podcast today with you. So that's fantastic. And I'm wondering, you know, what really sparked your interest going from the pure nursing side to then incorporating some of the informatics and IT as well? Was it uh, just having the opportunity to grow in a leadership role and then found you loved informatics? Or was there something else that really caught your eye about the, the ability to have those that dual background? Well, as I look back in the 90s, we were using electronic health record, but I really didn't at the time. My goal was to look for a role where I had an opportunity to grow into leadership. I had the opportunity to work from home or multiple different environments and also, you know, opportunities for growth. I I didn't see myself as being a chief nursing officer. And I, like I said, I didn't even realize I could put the two of these together, to tell you the truth, when I've got my master's in information systems, didn't know they weren't, the word informatics wasn't really used a whole lot in the 90s. So it was something that I will say a bit that I kind of fell into when I was in graduate school. I had a, a classmate who said to me, hey, I work for this company called McKesson. You should check them out. They're in Boulder. And that's what changed my career path at that point. That's fascinating. Great to have that connection and then really, you know, um, thrive in that area. Now, when you think about some of the different things that are going on in healthcare today that, that we've touched on already in some, to some degree, what are the, the top three trends that you're following right now? So I think as many of us, you know, COVID and the surges that we go in and out of, um, coupled with our, our nursing shortage and, and other shortages, not just the nurses, respiratory therapists, um, providers. So a lot there learning how do we operate as a health system 
as we maneuver through these um, peaks and valleys, especially with as we try to implement technology um, during this time. You know, it's different than it than it was just a couple of years ago. Another one is a lot of focus um, over the last probably five, six years on how to ease the documentation burden for our nurses. The studies have shown that our nurses are spending 20 to 30% of their time in the electronic health record and only about 16% of their time in direct patient care. This has to change, but you know, it really breaks my heart when I think about that. And I know our nurses feel that same way and, and say that they always feel that they're in um, the in our technology and really not as face-to-face with their patients. Another one is one of the trends is really improving, continue to improve our quality, patient quality outcomes while decreasing that burden I just talked about across that continuum of care. And how do we think about this, this differently? What tools can we give our, our clinicians, our nurses, so they can be more efficient and that would lead to improved outcomes and quality with our patients. Absolutely. That's, that's so interesting to think about. And obviously, as the technology evolves, is there anything that you're looking at today that um, you really see helping along that mission of becoming more efficient and delivering better quality outcomes? Or is that something that is still being worked out on the technology side? You know, I think that's the piece, and I'm sure as, as folks listen to this, and there's probably some entrepreneurs out there or technology companies that are saying, hey, we've got something that can help you. Um, what's really tough in this situation is, you know, if there's hundreds of them or those small entrepreneurs, or those they may have something to help us, you know, what is that, that um, amount of effort, dollars that, that may go into it, and is that going to get us the outcome that we want. There isn't, in my mind, I haven't seen kind of that crystal ball that says, hey, if I implement X, it's really going to help. It, it's a, also a combination of our, our nurses have been doing the same thing around documentation for so long and even making some of that change and taking some things away from them within the electronic health record, moving things around may lead them to writing a note because they feel as though in their mind, if I don't document this, I may not be covered in the event of an, a bad outcome, right? A safety event, or if there was a lawsuit. So many times, you know, depending on how you were educated um, through when you went to nursing school and where you went, you've got some certain things in your mind that have to be documented. Even if I was to, and our policy could reflect, you really don't need to document that's a standard of care. A great example is documenting that you've changed their gown and their linen. That's a standard of care. That's, that's a non-value add. We don't need to document that, but I find that some are documenting that in notes because they feel as though they have to. They feel that you know, if, if I didn't document it, it wasn't done because that's what's been drilled into them. So a lot of it is also cultural. That's so interesting to hear. And, you know, I can imagine there's uh, can vary from person to person, even some of those things that come up, you know, that you don't necessarily need to document, but they're spending time doing it anyhow. Um, that's just mm-hmm. that's really fascinating. Um, and given some of these trends, including what's going on with COVID, how do you anticipate your role and teams will change in the next 12 to 24 months or so? 
No, I'm a big believer um, that we can always improve and do better. So I'm always looking at ways to redefine, you know, the teams that I work with, my teams, and really learning how to deliver technology differently, especially during, you know, this time. How do we meet them where they need to be without having to put, you know, way too many resources to that? We know that we've had a decrease right in our workforce and, you know, how do we entice those, you know, bring those nurses in. So one of the things is around how to deliver that, you know, those changes or new technology in a different way than we've always done it. Another piece is, you know, as I said, as informatics, we have to continue to focus on improving those outcomes, utilizing the data and driving to make a difference. So how do we help the front line and give them the data that they need to be more efficient? Traditionally, we've done this in some ways of, um, we'll call them alerts or pop-ups or notifications. Well, I'm sure as you've been on different sites and things can pop up, right? And what do you do? You, you minimize those, you get them out of your way because you're trying to get one thing done. That's what's happened over the years as we've over-designed our electronic health record and some of the technologies that we have. So really what I'm trying to, to change and get my team and our clinicians just to think differently and how we can do it and, and think outside of how we've always done it. Absolutely. That's a really great point. And, you know, from your perspective, when you're working with the clinicians and physicians and um, trying to think outside the box and really be a little bit more um, broad reaching or innovative with how they're looking at problems, is there anything that you've found um, that that has been effective in um, coaxing them to do that? or, Or is that still kind of a work in progress? You know, it is a bit of a work in progress because the other thing that adds to this is so nurses at the bedside, you know, traditionally do 12 hour shifts. And so at 36 hours a week, and that's then if you say, hey, let's think differently about this. And let's say they're even picking up extra shifts right now. It's trying to get that think tank together or get those clinicians together to think differently because they're just trying to make it through the day. So do you have them stay extra a couple of hours? Do you ask them to work, you know, on so many hours on their day off? I remember when I was at the bedside, that time my kids were young. So my 12 hours I spent there each day was about the majority of I wa- that I wanted to. And staying extra hours was, was tough. So I think that's another thing that in my mind is, you know, do we, do you almost extend that 36 hours to say you do get 40 hours and those four hours you can use in different ways, whether that's, that is working with like myself, my team and informatics to say, Hey, we'd really love to get your input feedback on these or, or help you understand. I, I think about building many informaticists at our bedside and really teaching them a lot about data and getting their input and feedback. So well, I don't have the best answer right now. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking we have to do this as a community. So I'd love to have, you know, entrepreneurs, like I said, even our large um, technology companies. I think we really all have to work together as a community if we're going to make a change in this space. 
That's a really great point. Thank you so much, Sherry, for going through that with us. Now, before we wrap up our conversation, I was wondering what are some of the most interesting technologies or applications for nurses today? I'm sure, as you mentioned before, there are a ton out there and a lot comes across mm -hmm. your desk. So is there anything that is really standing out? Well, you know, as I was thinking about this, you know, we've got, there's a lot of buzzwords around, you know, AI, IoT, telemedicine, big data. Those are usually ones that you hear a lot about. And to tell you the truth, I haven't seen a lot of new and exciting technologies. Um, but I guess one thing I would share out there to the audience is, you know, I was recently at a large healthcare IT conference. And, you know, when you hear speakers focused on physicians and when the largest workforce is an afterthought are nurses, you know, there's that disconnect. And this is where I think that we need to change and, and work together is how do we get that community really focus on tools that we need for our, our nurses. At Banner Health, we've actually dedicated an annual initiative to our RN experience. We're very focused on that. And so there's speech recognition that's being done. Um, and the majority of that's being done in the physician space. You know, we've seen um, the use of scribes and many times that's done in the physician space. You know, it's time to really focus and, and get some nurses out there who also want to be, you know, entrepreneurs and, and really think about new applications or new technologies that would be, you know, we think what we have to do is, is try to entice and get them into that space and realize that. We are the largest workforce, and if we really want to make a difference, especially during this time where we're going to see that um, not as many people going into nursing, we have folks leaving, you know, all those that go around to our current status in the workforces, it's time to get a big focus on the largest workforce within healthcare. Well, Sherry, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really fascinating discussion, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you so much. It's been a great conversation.